0: is called uh, Elysian, uh, and when you hear it you think oh Elysium like you know um, Elysium
1: fields that's Elysian fields huh no it's it's Elysian fields it is Elysian
0: and with an N with an N and an A so I know I've seen Elysium with an M somewhere
1: wasn't there a movie Matt Damon oh yeah yeah, yeah there was so that's uh, a good movie, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, so it was. I felt like that movie was just a little underrated. There's a lot of them like that.
0: Okay, well this band, but this okay, so this band is called Elysian, which is the way it actually is. Elys- I, I'm Elysian. Pre- I'm
1: pretty sure in the original Greek, it's Elysian Fields. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, they're
1: fantastic.
0: I mean, I've been jamming like um, at least two weeks now. Uh, I've been listening to them at work first thing in the morning on the headphones to get going doing my doing my thing and uh it helps me focus and it's kind of like this um symphonic goth with um pop sensibility and uh, as I was saying a minute ago I they put out an album in 2009 and then another one in 2014 let's see the one in 2009 was called Silent Scream um and they've got you know sort of a classic um uh front voice female voice it's not operatic but it is it's, i mean it's kind of classic and then they did let's see someplace better that's the album from 2014. and uh oh my god i just it was another. you remember back a few months ago when i was listening to visions of atlantis all mm-hmm. the time i was just like oh i gotta listen to this every day I was listening to melancholy angel. And so that's the way I've been with this band, Elysian. I I, I think it was a recommendation that Spotify gave me. And then I just started following them. Like, man, this band is so good. What have they done recently? Oh, nothing. Because <laughs> apparently they're not. I haven't, I haven't looked up the history on them yet, which I still need to do. And I'm going to do. But, um, yeah, 2014's last album, nothing since then. And it's sad because it's so good you know but I, you know um
1: heavy metal there's a lot of bands in heavy metal that endure yeah and there's a lot of bands i mean not just in heavy metal but that don't endure for whatever reasons i think it's usually band <laughs> personality reasons wait, 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 um
0: creative differences
1: create yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's the split. official term for that creative differences yeah
0: <laughs> the go-to man
1: if I had a nickel for every time I heard creative differences, I'd be rich. <laughs> as rich as some of these bands. I know. They have creative differences.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, but we, it, you know, clearly, we, uh, we've we talked about this before in the podcast a few times. You know, at the very top of my, my favorite, I have basically two favorite genres of music like that are my ultimate go-tos. One is new age music, which I did that episode, that solo episode, mm-hmm. a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, and the other is heavy metal. I've been a metalhead since I was about 16 years old, and oh my God, I just. But I know you're not a metalhead, but you you are invested in some bands, right?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm more. I think uh, I lean more toward the. Well, I don't lean. I am more of a rock music type. Um, and there is heavy metal that I like, and there's other you know genres that I like too. I'm I'm very much of a, I listen to what I like, right? And it can be anything. There's th- things I typically don't like, but I'm open,
0: right? So, like for me, clearly the symphonic, and it wasn't always this way. Symphonic goth is that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. That's my the sub genre of heavy metal that I really dig. I love that sort of that dark. Um, sat melodic, yeah, um, sound. Um, but you know, originally, like in the 80s, when I was first getting into it, it was like Judas Priest,
1: yeah, well, that's symphonic goth didn't really exist then. And if it did, it was probably mostly in a European area, and you didn't right. hear it here, yeah. exactly. Yeah,
0: the 2003, and you know. I think the band that kind of introduced me to it was Evanescence.
1: Yeah, I, I could definitely see that they sort of have that that feel to them. Yeah, dude, I don't know if I told you that. I, I'm probably I'm sure I did.
0: I saw Evanescence concert here yeah. in Louisville. Yeah. Oh, you, you've mentioned oh, it. been amazing! I stood literally, I don't know, thirty feet away from Amy Lee, and um, oh my god. Her voice, I was always such a huge fan. Yeah. Um, she got a great voice. Oh, my God. Still does, too. Yeah. I, and, of course, I'm sad about all the things that happened with Evanescence. Uh, Creative differences. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a, like, a lover's breakup kind of thing there. because Yeah. I, I, if, if I remember correctly, her and Ben Moody
1: were actually involved. Um, I think at one point in time. But didn't she, wasn't she also involved with, the guy from Seether. oh well, that would
0: explain her Cedar. guest shot
1: on that song yeah i think that broken was them i think it was with him i think uh, maybe i don't know i don't remember that's been i've slept since since then at I least just, at least once
0: i just remember making you know there was such a big deal about the fact that like most half part of the band i don't know the exact number part of the band went with Ben Moody, when they broke up, went with Ben Moody to, to and and they formed um, The Fallen, I think was the name of the band they formed. And they got that gal that had been on, I think she'd been on American Idol. She'd been on, it was either American Idol or, what she had been on one of those competition, you know, singing competition uh, shows. And she had a voice that was very similar to Amy Lee's. And, um, of course that band didn't go anywhere. Yeah, just, I've never, I don't think, I don't even think I've heard of them. I mean, the, the their, um, their debut song was actually pretty good. Was it? I, mean, I liked it, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. And then of course, Amy Lee went on to, uh, with the other half of the band and found some other musicians and they continued making music as Evanescence. But I gotta be honest with you. I, that was never really Evanescence for me after that yeah. either. So, I mean, they, the stuff wasn't bad, just.
1: I think they released an album this year, last year, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anything off of it. Yeah, I don't think I have
0: either. I think the last one I remember is that I actually listened to all the way through was, like, maybe 2015, 2016, somewhere in yeah. there. I don't know. Like, maybe older. But, yeah, I was – but the thing is is so when, when Evanescence came out, that's when I kind of I don't know how it happened. I don't have a story. <laughs> Imagine that. No. But because of Evanescence and getting into that, I then discovered Camelot, um, which is a European man. and I always forget I I wanna think that they're they're either Dutch or Finnish. One of those two, pretty sure. Um I say that and then I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm too overconfident about that. But anyway, point being Camelot. And then of course that led me to Epica because the band Epica with my most favorite singer of all time, Simone Simmons, they got the name Epica from an album named Camelot, because they were inspired and fans of Camelot. And then once I found Epica, then the thing I found was Nightwish yeah and that changed everything because nightwish is like um they're like the standard bearer they're the bar
1: you know that symphonic goth right yeah
0: everyone everyone in europe aspires to be as good and as successful as nightwish
1: are you how familiar are you with nightwish or I mean, any of those bands i just mentioned? i know of all of them i'm more familiar with nightwish of course than the other two um right. Camelot had a, um,
0: they had a lead singer named Roy Kahn. Oh my God, that dude, his voice was like silk. and It was seductive, and he knew <laughs> he knew how seductive his voice were. Some of those songs that he does, especially some of those that have that sort of occultish dark side to them, um, man, they really kind of suck you in. Like ooh, in fact he does, I may have even talked about this before, that he does this song where they, um, he would invite um, female singers from other bands to join him on this particular song called The Haunting from, oh, Ghost, I want to think that's Ghost Opera album, but it might be Cold Winter's Night, I don't know, Um,
1: but it was like a concept
0: album and uh the haunting and, and small my favorite version of that is with simone simmons there's a live version of that and it's wow it's just it, if you're if you're a fan if you're a goth fan, even if you're not a goth fan if you're just a music fan you listen to that song you're you're bound to be like holy crap my brain just melted <laughs> i might, so
1: might have to check that out yeah
0: oh I'll, I, you know i'll cue it up later so but yeah, I, I'm like intensely, What when it comes to the, looking at the full scope of heavy metal, and, I'm, and when I say that, my, <laughs> my definition of full scope of heavy metal is 74 to the present. And of course, there's uh, an evolution of heavy metal that happens there. And we, we really don't even call it heavy metal until freaking Black Sabbath. Yeah. You know, they they're like they are the founders of of heavy metal music. Um, you know, Tony Iommi, Ozzy Osbourne. Um uh, 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 <laughs> Oh man, my brain just crashed. Um yeah, it'll come to me later. I'm thinking too hard about it. But yeah, Black Sabbath, Paranoia, Iron Man. Um, the, the the phrase heavy metal gets coined anyway. Yeah, full scope, '74 to present, all subgenres of heavy metal. Who are the bands that, to you, let's start with who are the bands to you that
1: represent the definition of what heavy metal is? Usually, when I think of heavy metal, or when someone mentions heavy metal, the big bands that come to my mind are like Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Pantera. Mm, Um, usually the older generation because that's to me when heavy metal sort of became heavy metal well dude the big four you know who the big four are probably heard them metallica yep slayer yep anthrax yep and megadeth yeah see those all come to mind um when somebody says heavy heavy metal um you know now now though i with my music experience, I, I also think of more bands uh, I tend to lean toward like things like Rammstein, which yeah. are a type of metal you know and right. um, oh God I think some of more like the harder the harder rock bands I mean I don't think like disturbed or corn would fit into those. well, but they weren't close, I think... you know
0: corn gets gets put into that yeah that category a lot of heavy metal but i really feel like um if you look at corn they're kind of like one of the founding members of what they call the new metal the
1: new metal yeah
0: and that's felt in you yeah uh, i think
1: even at one point in time lincoln park was put into that yeah group, lincoln that group park in and limp well. Biscuit. yeah yeah although
0: tell me we started on Limp
1: biscuit no i don't you know <laughs> i've always found limp biscuit to be fairly limp
0: yeah that's the name was appropriate now, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no corn. Jesus. Have you seen? Oh, that's right. I, I always forget that you, you do not, um, you do not engage in social media no. the way that I do. And so that all there that was this yeah. trend that was going on going on like Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. for a while where it was the it was the headbangers challenge. So the challenge is, you know, you're getting ready to listen to a collection and of heavy metal songs,
1: I've seen some of those on TikTok. People send me TikToks all oh, the okay. time. I don't have a TikTok. Probably so, should at this point. I know. So it's like you
0: know, people they're playing these songs, and and, and the challenge is don't bang your head. That mm-hmm. you can't don't move your head. The moment you move your head, you lost the challenge. And you watch it, people. So there's a little bit of Metallica. Maybe there's a little bit of priest. Maybe there's a little bit of Slayer or whatever. And you see people they're holding back and they recognize the song and they're holding back and everybody does fine until they get to corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's always corn that the people cannot control themselves. It's
1: <laughs> the beat. Oh you just can't, you
0: can't help it. Yeah. Oh my God. What's his name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Davis. Uh, Davis, yeah. Oh my God, that dude is amazing. Still amazing. So
1: yeah, I was a big fan of Corey. I also think of bands like Slipknot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Corey and Corey Taylor in general. I mean, pretty much anything he does is is uh, Stone Sour made of magic.
0: Uh, uh, I love what he did with Stone Sour. I did too. So and he's done. I've seen some clips of him showing up at like. Um, uh, concerts other people's you know other bands concerts Mm -hmm. and joining in on stuff and i think i think he was actually friends with chris cornell as well um because i want to think that it was it was it was him that did that did a duet with chris cornell's daughter um i don't know it might have been somebody else but you know and again there's a lot of friendships between a lot of those groups soundgarden you know they were really they were like the big four. I was talking about the big four of the, the grunge movement mm-hmm. in the early 90s, and which was yeah. uh, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden. Each one of those bands were part of the grunge movement, but each one of them kind of represented different lo- different subgenres themselves. Yeah. You know, of those four, the hardest one was Soundgarden they were really more of a, a metal
1: more of a, yeah more of a more of a grunge metal than a grunge rock kind yeah of thing.
0: exactly and then you look at nirvana obviously they're kind of like the beatles of the of the grunge the grunge, mm-hmm. the grunge and, and and alternative movement you know Alice in chains was my favorite
1: yeah from i that. agree they're more um, rocky i think
0: they were yeah that that was just they kind of were. They were edgier. They were hard, but they weren't quite as hard as Soundgarden. They mm-hmm. didn't really go into that metal. That there was a more of a um, an indie sensibility yeah. to what they were doing. I think this is the way I would uh, describe that. Um, and then, of course,
1: Pearl Jam, Steve Bob Dylan, because you can't understand a <laughs> word he's saying.
0: Uh, the the alternative, yeah. you know all the all the all the bands that kind of emulated like you could take all the bands that emulated one of those four bands and it'll show you another route another sub genre that came yeah. up which here's the interesting thing since I mentioned it a couple times i'll bring this up because um there was a tv show uh many years ago and actually i thought i had found it and this is one that is similar i don't think it's the one i actually watched i think the one i watched was older. But I couldn't find it. Um, a TV show called Metal Evolution that ran from 2011 to 2014. Um, the only place I've been able to find it so far is on Prime Video. Um, mm-hmm. I want to dig in and see if Voodoo has.
1: has Sounds answered. familiar.
0: But yeah, it was basically this guy that that put together this chart. He, I mean, he did some deep research on this of uh, the the evolution of metal, going all the way back to the days of iron butterfly and uh, black Sabbath um blue cheer and looking at those guys in the early 70s that came out of that protest rock movement and and added that heavier sound and, and let's face it the the song the I I think there there are two songs that really represent how heavy metal got started and one of them is paranoia mm-hmm. and the other one is Iron Man Mm-hmm. The beginning of Iron Man that that because nobody had heard that sound before. Yeah, It was a, a brand new kind of thing. And that really, uh, but this guy starts there. And then he just creates this like flow chart. Well, it's, it's like a genealogy chart. Of, like here's what led this. Now here are some other influences. Like you can take the funk movement and, See how that came in the side door here Yeah, and how R&B came in here. Because um, a lot of these heavy metal bands, uh, I, speaking of like R&B shit, um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Do you, would you, do you consider that heavy metal? Because I kind of don't.
1: No, I, I think that falls more into rock music. You know, and and this is more of a personal, I guess, descriptor of the two. To me, heavy metal or taking out the word heavy and just calling it Metal. metal and rock. Right. Metal focuses more heavy on a more metallic sound to the guitar work. Right. While rock has more of a beating sound, I guess. That's I mean that's extraordinarily vague and I apologize. But <laughs> if you sort of listen to them, you can kind of understand I mean because you, you can get bands who classify themselves as rock, but they've got some songs that sound more metal y right. and then you the other way around metal bands that have rocky sounds to them. Well I think
0: when um, you know when when the Pandora app first came mm-hmm. out, one of the it was originally a study yes, it wasn't it wasn't like a hey what uh, we're a music streaming app to make money they they were they were it was an experiment where they'd set up these parameters where okay um heavy metal has this kind of you know syncopation melody rhythm bait you know there's Mm -hmm. certain things and i and and when they did that that was all based on some very real um industry uh, even on an academic level of Here's how we define R and B. Here's how yeah. we define rock. There are there are actually pieces that go into the definition of these things and it's based on construction and composition. Yeah. And then I think what happens is, you know, there are direct lines, you know, there, their you know, R and B comes from originally, if you trace it back, it goes to gospel.
1: Yeah old gospel, oh, yeah.
0: right? Country kind of the same thing yeah <laughs> and so you end up getting um as technology advances and you have wah pedals or you have electric guitars and beyond instead of just acoustic guitars then then the definitions start to change a little bit because there's new things that you can do now that you couldn't do before
1: yes and exactly. so
0: that's where you end up getting like the sub and that's one of the things that this guy does in the Heavy Metal Evolution TV show is he breaks that down. He shows out all these what all these things came from and where, what they led to, to today. So like you know, in when I was first learning metal in the early '80s, it was just heavy metal. Yeah, there were no subgenres. Yeah, again, it was it was Judas Priest. It was to some extent uh, Metallica. It was uh, Iron uh, Maiden. It was uh, Black Sabbath. It was Ozzy Osbourne. Um, and then things start changing in the 80s because then Metallica comes, becomes more associated with something called speed metal. Yeah. Which is different from just regular heavy <laughs> metals.
1: It's because that man can play the guitar.
0: Yeah, I, I know.
1: Yeah, like a gun. And then that speed metal became power metal. Mm-hmm. You get like bands like Dragon Force, Fire and Flames, Uh, Exodus. That's another one.
0: Yeah. I want to think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Of course, you know, Megadeth. But then Dave Mustaine
1: was,
0: (laughs) he used to be part of Metallica. But, you know, the thing is, you can listen to Metallica and Megadeth songs side by side. And you can be like, okay, I can see so many similarities. Uh, but then you start listening to the
1: lyrics, way different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you you get, that happens like today, too, because you get bands like Ghost, who consider themselves like a dark, oh, yeah. a dark metal, and then, but you sort of listen to them, you're like, yeah, your lyrics are pretty dark, but your music's kind of like, I
0: haven't listened to a lot of their stuff, but I have them on my Spotify, yeah. because I've seen them pop up in so I many like different Ghost, yeah. places,
1: you know. But uh, I think at the end of the day, a lot of, of course, um, reviewers not reviewers, um, critics and music industry is going to have their own def- definition of metal and rock music. Yeah. But I think the bands that you have listed, if it sounds like that, it's metal. I Compared agree. to say, like, take um, Holy crap. Let's take Judas Priest.
0: Yeah.
1: And then compare that to say. Queen. Oh, <laughs> Queen is rock music. Judas Priest yeah. is metal. And sometimes Queen's a little bit hard rock, but it's it's rock. It's yeah, it's I mean, and that's sort of the and that's then that's the big thing: the hard rock and then the heavy metal, or even the rock and the metal. That's sort of. It, it's all about how crunchy the guitars are. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the word I
0: like to use. Is I like that. Yeah, crunchy. I have a friend that says it he calls it genty,
1: and I'm like, huh.
0: I've never even heard that, but uh, apparently that's another another
1: phrase. Yeah. I've mentioned that before. Apparently. I've I've also heard you know it it, it depends on um, how much the drums are used, right? If you get more of an evenness between the guitar and the drums, it's rock music. If you get more guitar work, it's heavy metal, right? Well, the thing about the thing about drums is in
0: rock, you know, the drums that, that's the, that's your beatkeeper. Mm-hmm. if you know. That, that That's the guy that keeps you on beat, and that's the guy that it's it's the spine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it the spine or is it the heart? Maybe it's I would the say heart. it's the heart. It's the heart, right? And then everything else operates around that. Whereas in heavy metal, you just look at a band like, um, um oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Motor, Motorhead, Lemmy, Motorhead, because you know the drummer for Motorhead is the guy that created the came up with the syncopated drum <laughs> that double pedal thing mm-hmm. and that's a whole other thing now the drums have become a much more active um you know player are uh, you're, you're a fan of tool aren't you oh yeah i one of my favorite things is to go on youtube and watch these what they call the um um crap i can't think of his name now carrie um the drummer
1: mm-hmm. they always
0: have a cam that's on him in concert and watch him drum because that man is amazing yeah he's like the Neil Peart of of metal or you know um dark rock and um jeez he the, he'll he'll start off they'll do this thing where he'll be on one time on one tempo and then and the rest of the band will be on a different tempo and they'll start out even. And then all of a sudden they're off tempo from each other and how they keep it straight. It's beyond me yeah. because the drummer is supposed to be the beat keeper yeah. and they're off basically off peak. But because of the mathematics, when they get down about oh, 16 bars or whatever, the two match up again perfectly. And you're like, your head explodes.
1: I, I, I've i had tool explain to me, um, that they're the prime example of arithmetic rock and (laughs) mathematic (laughs) and mathematic metal. Mathematic metal. I love that. And and if you listen to all of their music, it is all for, you know, if, if you, I mean, not just if you listen to music, but if you know music, it's, it's, it's one of those just like, how the hell do they do that? Right. Right. Well, it's like
0: you were talking about, uh, dude, uh, it's not really metal, but, Olivia. Oh yeah, Bolivia, yeah. That Tim Henson can make these sounds and he does yeah. it with
1: one guitar. <laughs> and it's usually an acoustic guitar. Or, yeah, it's just like how do you do that? But yeah, that, that was a thing that I that, that I heard about Tool that made sense and all of their music has a theme. So like Lateralis, the whole I think it's Lateralis. Yeah. Not not the album. Wait, crap. There's a song that the whole song is the Fibonacci sequence. The whole beat oh, yeah, yeah. to the song yeah. and the lyrics are the Fibonacci sequence, and it's like how the they do that? Oh, yeah. Like, where does like who who would think about that? And then it's like oh, it's made James Keenan. Oh, well, that explains everything.
0: I do the genius.
1: Yeah. We'll talk.
0: Yeah, we, we, we need to we need to dig some more into that. Then. Yeah. So I just I just want to say that when it comes to Tool, the song that um, does it for me is um, actually there's two songs Uh, one of them is sober Mm. because that was the first one as I was just saying offline sober is the first that was the first song I ever heard of tool and um, I I heard it while watching that damn video uh, with the little the little um, puppet that's just mine you know shaking and Um, (laughs) everything I was like the hell is this? It blew my mind. But the one, the, the the song that made me realize the genius
1: that, um,
0: what's his name is?
1: Maynard James Keenan.
0: Maynard James Keenan. I always want to make Maynard his last name.
1: Yeah. I do, I, I, and I do too. I don't
0: know why I do that. James Maynard Keenan? Is it? No. Uh, it's Maynard James Keenan. I'm Kenan, pretty sure, yeah. MJK. That's how I have to remember it is as Jake Jack Kate. I'm actually going to look it up Okay, because I'm, right I'm paranoid now. I know. I just always say Maynard because I figure whether it's first name yeah. or last name, it's still right, Maynard. It's Maynard. It's Maynard James Keenan, yeah. <laughs> but the song that that told me that this dude was a freaking genius is a song 46 and 2. Yep. Because the story behind that, the premise behind the song is that once upon a time, we know... Um, When we look at the genetic record of our evolution on this planet, once upon a time, we had 48 genes. We lost two of them. And the question is, uh, what were those two genes? (laughs) You know, what were, um, what what was the difference between us with 48 and us now with 46? And that's kind of where the song is, is like, let me tell you about those two genes. Let me tell you what, what, what difference it makes, you know. Let me tell you about the animal in us. The, the shadow that's left behind from what we
1: used to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? I mean, all... <laughs> Great. I haven't listened to much of Fear Inoculum, their most recent al- album. And that sort of disappoints me. But I haven't listened to much music anyway. So, um, at least recently. But, I mean, all of their albums have been excellent. Yeah, and I very rarely say that I'll listen to an entire album because you mean usually it's like oh I like this song I like this song I like this song you may get like four out of eight but you'll you'll listen to the whole album yeah. the first time yeah I mean I'll listen to the whole album at least once but there's a very few albums that I will go through the entire album going I like every single song on here see I obsess over certain things like we we're talking about Evanescence
0: before mm-hmm. when um when their first album came out and they were doing a tour. And like I said, we went down when there was still a headliners here in Louisville, Mm -hmm. uh, Kentucky. And, um, time I was married to the ex, uh, you know, to the second wife, And uh, we went to this concert down there at headliners. It was down in the basement of the headliners. It was jam packed, standing room only. Uh, and I had the CD for that. Oh, CDs are compact discs. It's something that we old folks used to <laughs> have all our music
1: on. And you'd stick
0: them in a player that you have in your car, or, or could, you could even put them in your computer.
1: Uh, I, remember, I remember when we had to go from the tape decks to CDs, uh, and then you were playing. And then you were like but i have all of it in tape and now i have to buy all of them I in know. cd the convert i'm just glad i didn't have to do that with other stuff
0: No. Yeah. i'm so glad we're done with that it's just yeah. like we can do everything digital because i did that and you got to remember i grew up in the 70s i remember my dad had eight track tapes yeah which were like you know little bricks <laughs> You kill
1: somebody if you, throw them, oh, if, you, if, you, if you throw one of those hard enough
0: i know especially if it was an anthology <laughs> our greatest hits
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but uh, um but anyway yeah i had the cd of evanescence man i played that to death. i listened to the entire album all the way through at least twice a day for like six months i had every single song memorized and i just obsessed over it and i i have that kind of personality i do that sometimes it's just like you know talking about before uh visions of atlantis uh, when i first heard um you know, I think it was YouTube that led me to the Melancholy Angel song. And I'm like, oh, my God, who are these people? I love it. Uh, Clementine Delani, her voice, that thing that she does. And I've talked about it before. She's amazing. And so then I was like, okay, I got to get the album. And then I listened to that album all the way through. I still listen to that album. All, and I love it, every single song on that album. Um, and then, of course, my latest obsession now is this Elysian that we started started out talking about on this episode. Um, I'm just <laughs>
1: I'm crazy about these people. They're not even around anymore. So, um, yeah. It always sucks when you discover a band that no longer exists. But at the same time, though, one of my favorite bands was Hurt. They released Volume 1 and then Volume 2. They were good. And then they released Goodbye to the Machine, and um, I'm not entirely sure what that was. And then they released The Crux, and then they don't really exist anymore. What? So four albums? Yeah. Now, see, Volume 1 and Volume 2 were fabulous. Like, absolutely fabulous. And then their sound changed. They went from a dark rock sort of sound yeah. to more of a poppy rock really? sound. And then they tried to go back with the crux, but it just didn't, it just didn't work. So you
0: know, it's kind of like nice. Alienated too many people with it.
1: Yeah. So, but it's it's kind of nice to have a band that doesn't exist anymore because they won't disappoint you with new albums.
0: That is a wow. That is a uh, an interesting. <laughs> there's a word. There's an adjective for that kind of view. <laughs>
1: Depressing. <laughs>
0: no, it's almost—it's it's almost like uh, musical nihilism. Or... No, that's actually—that's <laughs> you know—that's that's amazing, dude. Oh, uh, wait—you like, know, I—it is—it is, it, it is kind of like something I worry about when, uh, when I find a band, and you know, and here's another weird thing. So, it's funny you mention this because it, one of the things I was thinking of when you were talking about that was the fact that. Sometimes it's nice to have a band that doesn't get too popular. And you say, well, that's my band. Nobody. Yeah. Right? And then when they get popular, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Everybody knows them now. Well, I, I knew them first, right? That's the thing that we have. I don't know why why we as humans do that. Um, but sometimes I'll think I've discovered a band. And I'll meet somebody It's like, oh, yeah, I've been following them for 12 years. I'm like, oh, well, fuck that. I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go find another, another. band. And I did that with Avatar. Find another band nobody's ever
1: heard of. <laughs> so, are you familiar with that though? Um, probably not. It doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> they're
0: from okay. They're from Europe. I don't know. They could. They might be another Dutch band. I know the lead singer is uh, Johan Johannes. Yeah. That could uh, be several countries. Yeah, they tour a lot, and they're they're really good. They're really fantastic. They're very, um, theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to wear uh, costumes. Oh yeah. Okay. And they do the Johannes does like a, it's almost like clown makeup, um, that he puts on a lot. They did a song called Colossus. Uh, that was the song that I discovered that I was, um, Oh, it was on, um, it was when I still had that, uh, that satellite, uh, radio service, and I used to listen to uh, Jose metal ambassador mangan and um and he played the song Colossus when it was new and I was like holy crap this guy has a voice his voice Johannes's voice reminded me of Ozzy Osbourne when when Ozzy was good when Ozzy's voice was clean Ozzy is still great
1: it's just not all there
0: <laughs> well his his voice is not as pristine as yeah his no team. that's very it's not horrible I'm not saying well, it's bad you know, sh- he still has a great voice
1: tons of drugs and alcohol I, I mean know.
0: but when you go back to like Crazy Train right oh my God his voice is just I mean granted I know they're doing some editing shit and all that in the in the booth you know when they're making those albums but that that high pitch that yeah. he could hit this dude Johannes. Hit that same note the same way that Ozzy did
1: on, in the song Colossus,
0: and it blew me away.
1: I'm like, holy crap! Uh, I looked up a picture. I, I do recognize that. Mm. I've so I've at least seen a video of theirs on on YouTube. And there from sort of that yeah.
0: Oh, their um, Deer Hunter, I think, is one that they from a previous album that is pretty popular. So yeah, they're... But the thing is, is that I'm <laughs> I've met a just this uh acquaintance at work and she was like totally in there I was like oh yeah i've been following him for years matter of fact her picture was in the louisville courier journal or something like that that there was a, a when when they played when avatar played at um last year in 2021 i think it was at louder than life uh festival and they got a picture of her running, she's in full make Johannes makeup, running across the field to be first up front. That's how big a fan she is. And I was
1: like, well, fuck that. I guess I'm just gonna find another. That's okay. I I, I know lots of bands that, that very few people have actually heard about. So give me give me a couple. Noster Bart. What? Yeah.
0: Say that slowly. Naster Bart. Is it a German band?
1: It is. <laughs> I know. What gave it away? Uh how many albums I got out? I, I actually have no idea. At least at least one. Uh it's all about drinking. <laughs> it's all about drinking. Yeah. But it's heavy metal, or it's not. I wouldn't call them heavy metal. No. Now that I think about it. Now, here I, I do have one that is that is metal. What? Fair Schwanz. Ver Schwanz. Fair, fair Schwanz. Ferroschwanz. Far Schwanz. Firetale.
0: Fire. I think you've mentioned them
1: to me. I before. have. They're a medieval metal. Mm-hmm. They dress in medieval clothes and they sing about medieval things.
0: I need to look up some of their stuff.
1: Such as Meatfest, which is <laughs> Meatfest. Meat
0: meat <laughs> I don't know. Meatfest? Of course, there's a couple ways you could go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. And both would be very German. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that would be true. Yeah. yeah. Don't think about that too hard. <laughs> too late. <laughs> oh man. Um have you heard of the band Enemy Inside? I've never heard of them, no. Pretty fantastic. This is uh <laughs> Did they go to the meat <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that would be a <laughs> uh, Yep. I apologize.
0: <laughs> nope. apology necessary you walked right into that this is this is an episode about heavy metal there will be an explicit Mm. um on (laughs) the tag on this episode you can't talk about heavy metal without dropping the
1: f bomb which i've done a couple times
0: i mean it's just not
1: it's not awesome awesome. plus i i I think if we (laughs) talked about heavy metal and we didn't just make that joke the heavy metal people would probably be be absolutely (laughs) mad be like come on it was right there yeah it was right there you gotta take
0: your shots. <laughs> whether whether it's halfway or all the way across the room. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Now I now I gotta apologize. That was probably that was probably a little too far. <laughs> it's
1: a little bit, a little bit.
0: Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. Enemy inside is um, they're very crunchy. I this is the thing is so um dude I work with that I've mentioned on here before very talented musician uh, drums guitar I think drums are like that's his the the cornerstone foundation of his thing um where he started his drums but he's also phenomenal guitarist he's got some stuff up on YouTube um actually I'll just give him I'll give him a little promo uh if you go to uh YouTube and do a search on Spencer Gabriel that's his stage name, Spencer Gabriel. There's something like I don't know three clips he's got up there of him um, just shredding the guitar. Um, he's really good. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where he's gonna go with it. I'm still waiting for him. I keep I keep bugging him and asking him to say, "Hey, uh, did you create your Spotify account yet? Because he needs an artist account. And he needs to start. He's got a lot of good stuff. He's let me he listen to a couple of his songs that are in production, and it's like, dude." It's ready now. Go drop it. This will make money. People will buy this song. I will promote it on the podcast. And he hasn't done it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. He's a perfectionist. It's a problem. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, but uh, shit. What's my point? Oh, man. My trains collided again. <laughs> I don't have the goblins. I have the trains. Uh, oh, uh, the Crunchy. He's the one that he's like, when I... Tell him all these bands I like, and then I have him listen to stuff, and he's like, "You just really, really like the crunchy." and I'm like, "I do. <laughs> I really like the. uh I don't even know how I can almost vocalize it, you know? <sighs> you know, mm-hmm. that just that that hard crunchy when the when the guitar sounds like the strings are about ready to freaking break. That that sound is is I love that sound. Yeah. I don't know why. It just it makes my my head want to, um, explode in a good way, you know, uh, do you, is there, is there anything about heavy metal music that, that, that does that for you? I mean, it's, it's, I, I use this, the the term before makes my nuts, hum that kind of thing where it's like, uh, it's very, um, intense on the inside. Is there, have you ever had that kind of experience with any
1: metal music? Not um, that I can think of. All right. I don't know 100% if I've had that with music in general, though. I mean, I have some songs that I'm like, oh, man, that's really good. But I don't know if I have. So no visceral, emotional response. That's the word. Emotional. <laughs> no, I have not had the emotional response. Yeah.
0: What about, what about the chick? I mean, this is not heavy metal. Cannons. Did you have an emotional response to her stuff?
1: Emotional, no. No. No, not, a, not an emotional. Um, maybe uh. Visceral at all? Maybe. I mean, you know, a, a good feeling. You know, maybe make... I don't know. My brain vibrate, maybe. <sighs> But I mean, as far as like an emotional, like oh man, no, I, I, I don't think I've ever had that with any music, any music at all, ever. Yeah.
0: What 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 keeps bringing you back to music?
1: I mean, what, I like the way it sounds. Right. Yeah, but <clears throat> I like the. Oh man. Okay, I'm so trying to think there, of how
0: I can how I can say this because I mean it's. There's certain things that I like that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I like that. But if I don't, if it's not something that like really like,
1: you know, then I don't necessarily come back to it. I don't know. I mean, maybe I do have an emotional response to me to music. I just don't see it that way. Does that make more sense? So, so
0: you're saying maybe there's you ha- you do have an emotional response, but your perspective you don't equivocate it with what your definition of emotion is
1: yes we'll go with that one because that (laughs) that 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 sounds right because i mean it's all about perspective yeah i
0: you know if i tell you if i if i say dude that thing was off the hook it was crunchy and it was melodious and it was fantastic now when i say fantastic you have a sense depending on how i said i could also go Yeah, it was really good. It was fantastic. The way I say it, maybe your perspective is going to be like, all right, my definition is fantastic. It is, it's got to be beyond good and it's got to be beyond um, crazy good. Mm -hmm. So we, we have different, you know, awesome, amazing. So we have different definitions, right? And uh, those definitions, each one of us has our own version of that, how we rank stuff. Right. And so I guess for me, if I'm, like, uh, emotionally pulled in, I don't use some of those words unless I'm emotional into it. So, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And, and I think that's sort of why I don't use the term emotional response, because I don't have, like, an actual emotion that is caused by the song, if that makes more sense
0: so the, the music itself doesn't cause it work. doesn't cause me to feel things right so your so your definition of something that's good or something you like is completely based on the structure of it and uh, whether or not it um, uh, meshes with how you hear things
1: yes yeah it all it all based on yeah. Sound. I mean, it, 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 is, the, is that sound or the sounds that they're making pleasing to my brain? I have an analogy. I have a uh,
0: a relational analogy that I think will work here. So it's like, let's say um, you, you have a relationship with a, a partner, a person, and you're like, you know what? Um, she and I complement each other. We are, you know, we're, we're two sides of the same coin. So we get along. We are compatible. Mm-hmm. That's one way you could say, oh, How did you guys last for a while? Well, we're very compatible. Another way would be to say, Oh my God, she completes me. And so you're more of that music is compatible yeah. with with what yeah. I expect music to be. Whereas I tend to be like, Oh my God, this music completes me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and it's saying the exact same thing in just two different ways. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, I feel like we've had a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that, and and that's exactly what what it is. Because I mean, there's there's a lot of music that's like, you know, because because there's bands. Because I I think I mentioned before, I'm not big into dirty singing. I don't I don't right? I don't right. like it. I don't like the way it sounds. It doesn't. It's not melodious to me. So I've heard of a lot of bands. Like uh, God, what was the name of that? Those guys that we used to know, or that I used to know at Key Squad um that had their own metal band. Uh, 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 no, uh, at <laughs> at
0: at that place we used to work a long time ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um
0: god, cat out of a Um Oh, uh
1: um oh, yeah
0: yeah uh, Judah. Judah, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. they had a band. Um, Never.
1: they were yeah. progressive rock. And I really <laughs> like their music.
0: I right.
1: did not like the singing.
0: Well, I I got to be honest with you. I I was kind of thrown for a loop because i went to one of their concerts down at um the exposition on i think it's 7th street in louisville um a lot of times they they used to do i don't know if they still do it or not because this was like years ago this was like uh 2012 2013 do you remember when it was that you were there
1: at the facility uh it was before my daughter was born so she was born in 12. okay so it would have been before that
0: all right so would would been around that time then is yeah. when two, uh you know 2012 2013 is when his band endeavor was at the exposition they used to have this sunday night metal thing that they would do every so often and um and there was a big part of it that was kind of focused on heavy metal bands but there was also a lot of what they call progressive rock mm-hmm. bands okay now when i think of the term progressive rock i think of yes Genesis,
1: mm-hmm. Rush, mm-hmm. Electric Light like Orchestra. Okay? Yeah. yeah, that's progressive. Now, yeah.
0: I knew there was going to be metal bands. It's one of the reasons why I went. And I knew that his band, Endeavor, was going to be there. And so I walk in. I'm like, all right, this is cool. So then the bands that are building themselves as progressive, they get up there. And then they start dirty screaming. I'm like, uh, I like it, but... Uh, Is that progressive now? <laughs> how did that it's progressive metal? How did that become part of progressive? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I suppose progressive metal—you want to do it that way—that's cool.
1: Yeah. Call it that,
0: but it was not how I
1: define no. progressive. Rock. Well, I mean, look, look, look how how music genres have, have changed over the. Because at one point in time, Elvis was rock music. Yeah. And I mean, you think of modern rock, and you look at Elvis, and you're like, <laughs> uh, nope, what? <laughs> that no well huh.
0: hound dog i still kind of think ah, yeah. for me hound dog is still rock and roll
1: yeah and i can definitely see where rock came from that mm-hmm. but i mean that's like the early days of rock music because they're like elvis is a rock god and we're like no
0: well i but, mean you wouldn't have rock music without r and B. oh of course no. you know you just it wouldn't
1: well you uh, wouldn't have <laughs> most music without church religious yeah, music gospel gospel pardon me yeah
0: yeah um old-timey you know, Scottish folk music mm-hmm. that's people don't realize that Scottish folk music is a again I like to use this word as a cornerstone of, of modern music <coughs> excuse me that stuff that stuff you know had to be there yeah so um we were talking about the um emotional stuff a minute ago <coughs> excuse me um When, because you've opened up this, it's really got me uh, wondering some other things now. Because I know that for me, music is a happy place Mm -hmm. for me. If I need to get some dopamine or serotonin into my brain, there are certain bands, certain music I can turn on and
1: it does it for me. Yeah. So. I, I have the same thing. Okay, but that's what I, I wanted to ask. Yes, yeah, if I, if I can't make my own stairs, <coughs> then store-bought's fine.
0: My, <laughs> 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 so you can you can still the w- what what kind of and I know we're mostly talking about heavy metal, but just to back the point, what sort of music will kick your endorphins into overdrive
1: uh, quicker or better better? Um, there is not a specific genre. Um, I pretty much will listen to anything, but modern rap and country music, right and it could be anything, and it could honestly depend on the day too. You know, what, what do you mean, like
0: just like, like, like your mood for the day?
1: Yeah, because okay, so like here's an example. We can you 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 uh, using a band that we talked about today canons i can listen to them and be like oh yeah this is great but the next day i could be like i am totally not in the mood for this (laughs) okay i get that you know so then i might go listen to judas priest and be like oh yeah this 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 is what i need today
0: okay
1: yeah so it's a it's a very
0: it's a modulated variable filter that has to be the fine-tuned each day yep yeah no i completely get that because i had i went um uh, another buddy of mine at work had sent me a playlist of music f- that was solely just from a game that he played, mm-hmm. uh, w- which was a really cool concept to me. Was yeah. to have this
1: playlist there's, of like 166 songs. There's some soundtracks for video uh, games out there that are friggin' amazing. Rocket League, that was the. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played that one. So it,
0: it's all—it's all basically what. Um, I have a playlist on Spotify called Digifresh, mm-hmm. D-I-G-I, fresh. It's just like this digital, very sort of EDM, yeah. um, but, not, but not just not like old EDM, like new EDM that's like really, that'll that'll perk up the neurodivergent yep. part of your
1: brain. I got a Pandora playlist at the same time.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So he would sent me this playlist and I started listening to it. And then if I found one that I wanted on my playlist and I was copying it, you know, adding it to mine. And I did that for three days, and on day four, I was like, "Oh, I can't listen anymore. i would had enough. It was time." And that's when
1: I switched over and started listening to in every morning. <laughs> See, and and for me, it's sort of the same thing. I'll start listening to something, and then like halfway through a song, I'll be like, "Nope, this isn't. This just isn't working." Oh. So then I got to go find something else. I'll be like, "Oh, that sounds good today." Click. <laughs> no, no, I was wrong. Next. Yeah. No, no, I was wrong. <laughs> Yep. six or seven groups later. Hey, there! That's what I needed. That's the reason why I have I have
0: some really unique playlists on uh, on my Spotify. And when I had Apple, I had the same thing on there. It's because uh, the, the, that that shit can change from day to day. Yep. And I got I got to mix it up, and it's got to you know it's fairly eclectic. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, mine, mine's <laughs> like mine's like like that, and I think for for me, it's sp- it's specific sounds. I need specific sounds. Yep. You know, a specific feeling every day.
0: Yeah. I I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah. So. I mean there's some music I can always listen to, but it, it doesn't it doesn't always f- fill the need. It gets the shape in the hole, but it doesn't fill the hole, if that makes sense. <laughs> Man, We've put dirt in the again, hole. Once again that is perfect for this episode yeah. of heavy metal. It's, hey. <laughs> it's like that one meme where she's putting shapes in the hole and everything fits in the square hole. It's, yeah, it fits in the square hole, but it's not the square. <laughs> it's not. Hey, we're
0: calling this episode Full Moon of the Blood Feast because that's the name of my heavy metal playlist or my symphonic goth playlist on Spotify. So if, uh, if you're on Spotify and you click on my name up there, Paul Holliman, it'll probably get you over to my list. I also have one called The Halls of Valhalla i think you can guess what that is more heavy metal
1: oh man i was going to say it was like simple (laughs) r&b
0: so uh hit that follow button it's love songs (laughs) hit the follow button hit the subscribe button uh if you want to send us some topic suggestions or some questions please for the love of god
1: (laughs) if you have one
0: Send us some questions to
1: answer. Even if you don't have one. Yeah. I mean, you can even ask us that particular question. Do you have one? Yeah.
0: High culture, low friends at
1: gmail.com.
0: Um, and uh, in the meantime, friends, uh, stay cultured.
1: You've been listening to High Culture with Low Friends, a weekly odyssey of everything pop culture. Hi Culture with Low Friends is copyrighted and produced by Wicked Wolf Media Art Studios. Be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a moment.